Hi there, I'm Dr. Trevor Cates. Welcome to the Spa Doctor Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm interviewing three different women health experts who have had their own personal struggles with skin and were able to overcome these issues and go on to help others. They each share their personal story, plus secrets and tips of wisdom they've gained from helping others. My guests today are Magdalena Shalaki, Dr. Joy Martina, and Dr. Amy Killen. You may recognize these women because of their great impact in the world of wellness or from interviews I've done with them before. I'm going to share each of their bios to remind you of who they are and their achievements. Magdalena Shalaki is the author of the best-selling cookbook, Cooking for Hormone Balance, published by HarperCollins. She is the founder of Hormones Balance, a nutrition practice dedicated to helping women to rebalance hormones naturally. Magdalena is a certified nutrition coach, herbalist, speaker, and educator with a long history of hormonal challenges. Her health crisis was a direct result from having a highly stressful life in advertising, starting from Graves and Hashimoto's disease to adrenal fatigue and estrogen dominance. Today, she is in full remission, lives a symptom-free, awesome life, and teaches other women how to accomplish the same in her book and online courses. And Dr. Joy Martina is a psychic psychologist specializing in rapid change coaching. She's a best-selling author, master hypnotist, and trainer of trainers and coaches. Her unconventional approach towards coaching and her incredible success rates are based on her ability to combine a wide range of modalities and her skill of connecting to the unconscious parts of the brain. She's able to tap into her client's subconscious and higher mind to reveal the original cause of the issue that her client is struggling with. Dr. Joy is able to do this not only with her VIP clients on one-on-one sessions, but also with large groups in countries around the globe. And Dr. Amy Killen is board certified in emergency medicine with over 10 years of direct patient care and has been practicing anti-aging and regenerative medicine for more than five years. She is fellowship trained in anti-aging and regenerative medicine through A4M and has done extensive additional training in aesthetics, PRP and stem cells, hair restoration, bioidentical hormones, nutrition, fitness, and sexual dysfunction. Dr. Amy Killen has spoken nationally around PRP and stem cells, as well as sexual dysfunction and regenerative treatment options. She teaches physician training courses and is recognized as a leader in the fields of regenerative aesthetics and regenerative sexual medicine. So as you can see, all of these women, they have interesting backgrounds and expertise. That's all three of them. And that's the order that you're going to see their interviews with each of these amazing women. Please hear their personal struggles. Know that you're not alone and that you too can take charge of your health. And all of this shows up on your skin and your overall radiance. So please enjoy these interviews. Magdalena, it's so great to see you and be here in person with you. I know, and so we sat on the same table too. I <laughs> know, it's great. Um, so I know you actually were sharing today during the conference that you've struggled with skin issues yourself. Mm-hmm. And you probably helped a lot of other people since then. But tell us about what your personal 
experience was like yeah so you know it all started when you you know when you go into becoming a teenager and you get zits all over and it's like part of being a teenager which that's what we are told that it's normal and I succumbed to that and then you know 10 years later I'm still covered in and now it's even worse because now I had cystic acne, not just on my on my face, but it was also on my chest. It was on my back, and I even had it on my butt. And I used to live in a tropical. I grew up in a tropical country in Malaysia, where you are, you know, you just wear super open clothes all the time, and you don't want to be covering up too much because it's so hot. And so, you know, I remember being that was such a shame for me around because there was something like almost dirty about having cystic acne like you know you are like this it, it just yeah it was just felt filthy not to be able to clean this up and and I didn't have a lot of other friends who had that problem I mean people have you know women who have like one or two my girlfriends would have before a period or something but not to a point where I couldn't even cover it up with my makeup because you know, you have these little volcanoes on your face, right? And on your chest and your back, I mean, your makeup will disappear in, you know, in half an hour because you're sweating so much, right? Living in a, in a tropical country. And so it was hugely scarring. You know, I didn't, first of all, I didn't own any top open top sh uh, shirts or dresses like the way I do now. I used to have it on my arms as well. That's another one I forgot. It was always like three or four at any time. Um, and it was, it was, you know, I mean, you were in your early 20s. This is like the prime time when you start dating boys. And and I remember, like, I didn't start dating till I was, like, I was a generally late bloomer, but I didn't start dating till, like, probably I was 22, 23. And even with that, it was just, it was a lot of caution around and a lot of self, um, not feeling worthy enough, not feeling pretty enough to, you know, to date even though a lot of a lot of boys, it was like they didn't really care about the pimples. They just like you've got a nice ass, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you know, it's like you're fun. And but it did that didn't really matter, right? So that was a huge thing. And the the pivotal moment when was when uh, my girlfriend, uh, one of my best friends, was getting married. I was her maid of honor, and she designed these dresses for us, right? And they were all open top, uh, open back. And I said to her, there's no way I'm going to wear this. And she's like, oh, you're so self-conscious. I'm like, well, hell yeah. Because, you know, you've got a blood beautiful skin. You don't realize that, right? And and I remember thinking, I need to fix this. Like, you know, I'm an oven fixer. And like, you know, and so, but mind you, this is 20 years ago where we did not have the information that we have today, right? So uh, I remember going online and there was this um, article, I think it was like around this time, this article that popped out that said, why is it that teenagers in Papua New Guinea do not have pimples? And I thought, huh, that is so fascinating, right? Um, and it's true because I lived in Malaysia at that time and we used to travel a lot to very remote parts of like Borneo when you have a lot of, um, you know, ingenuous people, ingenuous people. And, and, and I remember thinking, yeah, it's true. None of them ever had pimples, even in their, you know, as teenagers, right? So then I started Googling more and Dr. Marcola's website came up, you know, 20 years ago that said gluten is the main cause of, of, of acne. And long and behold, I cut out gluten, half of my zits disappeared. And then I did food sensitivity testing, which mind you, 20 years ago, living in Asia, I, I had to wait for three months to get my results back and paid a thousand dollars, which Ooh. is probably today is like worth four or five thousand dollars, you know, and being 25 years old, you don't earn much money. So it was like I saved for months to be able to do that test. And the food sensitivity testing came back and it showed that I have a huge sensitivity towards eggs. 
And so that was so that was the other half of the the other food that took away the other half of the acne problem, right? So I mean, gosh, today you can just walk in there and get $300 tests and like results within a week, right? That's how much things have changed, not to mention like gluten-free is not, uh, I mean, gluten-free options are so prevalent everywhere today, right? So it really, I mean, that was the, that was the pivotal moment that put me on the path of realization that, you know, oh my gosh, food can really play a difference. I had no idea. And mind you, I was in advertising. I was not in the health space. My parents were not conscious eaters. You know, food wasn't treated as medicine because it didn't have to be. Back then in Asia, food is medicine. They just eat that way and, you know, and you don't even think about it, right? So yeah, that was a profound moment. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I do find that a lot of people struggle with those two foods, with gluten and eggs. Totally. And eggs is the one that really surprises people. Of course, yes. sugar and dairy are other two big ones. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times people, when they've come in to see me and they've they've given up sugar, they've got maybe even gluten, um, And uh, but eggs is, yeah. Yeah, and it's not to demonize it, right? Because like mm-hmm. I feel... I wonder about your practice. I, I see it's about half and half. Half yeah. people, like about 50% of mm-hmm. people can't do eggs. And you think, you know, like with gluten, you can un- sort of understand how our making of bread has changed, that we don't sprout things anymore, we add all sorts of crap to it, right? So you can sort of understand how we suddenly became sensitive to that food. But with eggs, you're like, you know, I, I remember having, when I was still in private practice, people go, yeah, but my eggs are from my hands. And they're like mm-hmm. right outside my garden and they eat the best grass possible. And it's true. I mean, and it doesn't. For some people, it just does not matter. You have that sensitivity to to that particular protein. Um, and but the good news is about also with all of this is that you know doing the elimination diet is so helpful, right? Cut out all these inflammatory foods. And what I have noticed is that even my own life, um, you know, I can have like two eggs a week and not react. If I do more than that, if I push push and do more than that, I start breaking out again. Um, so, you know, the cool thing is that once you abstain from it, you fix your gut, you clean up your liver, clean up your gut, right? All the stuff that you teach um, as a naturopath, you know, it really, the sensitivity reduces significantly and you can back. So this is really the good news. That is the good news. And and that's why in my book, I talk about two, two weeks of giving up. There are 10 different things that people give up right. and then reintroduce them. Exactly. And then you find out for yourself, and because, like you said, not everybody has a problem with eggs. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has a problem with dairy. And, and some people can even gluten and they seem to be okay with that. But it, it's really finding out yourself. I think it's very powerful when you eliminate and then try reintroducing and, and see for yourself what happens, right? Yeah, and also when I add one more thing that uh, food sensitivities, including skin, evolve. And so for example, as a child, I used to have a lot of uh, ear infections and um, I used to, t- the, my mom used to take me to for drainage, ear drainage every month because I had so much pus and so much of sinus and ear infection, infections. And I had a lot of eczema right there on my, you know, right here, I was all covered. And my mom um, didn't realize that it was all from eggs. And interestingly, having eaten eggs, that eczema stops. And mom was, oh, thank goodness. But then I became a teenager. And then it became all cystic acne. So it's really interesting how food sensitivities evolve as we as we age as well. Yeah, yeah, it definitely can change. And it's so important, too, what you're talking about, about healing the gut. And then being able to actually eat some of those foods again. But you have to heal the gut. Exactly. And then you could start trying to 
and get these some of these foods back in like you said you can you can eat it a few times a week and mm-hmm. you do okay with it yeah and that's how I found with like things like dairy it's the same for me I can yeah. eat a little bit but I know there are only certain things that I can eat certain exactly. types of cheeses certainly like a little bit of butter a little bit you know, just so but yeah. um we could definitely learn and so you then went on a path to help other people mm-hmm. with food using food as medicine yeah so you know as you know I run a practice called hormones balance and I help women rebalance their hormones naturally and the elimination diet guess what is the first step in rebalancing your hormones too and so you know one of the I know your your whole world is about skin right and but the interesting thing is that you're you know when you do the elimination diet it's so many things that will improve skin is gonna be if skin is your problem skin is gonna be one of the first things you find a lot of relief in uh, and it also could probably help you with a lot of other symptoms so like what i didn't talk about you know on stage today when when we were sitting on the, next to each other is that uh, like i had terrible pms's and i had horrible migraines like i never left the home i would have a panic attack if i left the home without my tylenol you know because i had such horrible migraines that i couldn't even move my eyes and it was also because of gluten so foggy brain, a lot of swelling in a, in a belly, right? And so, you know, we talk about skin today um, as, as an as cystic acne, but it really, you will see so many improvements in your health right away. And so I feel like it's, you know, you really, no matter what supplements you take, I mean, this drives me crazy, people going, oh, here's a supplement for, you know, here's a topical thing for your, for your, for your zits, you know, whatever skin condition. That's all total BS. I mean, this is not going to work. If you continue eating these inflammatory foods, your skin is going to be responding to that. And it's really as simple as that. And, you know, and I say this from, from experience because having lived in, in, in Poland at first, with, that's when my acne started, and then moving to Asia, you know, both of these countries have a huge appreciation for herbs. I mean, herb, you, go to, you go to an herbalist first before you go and see a doctor. That's just the tradition. In Poland, is the way you go and see an herbalist first. You go to a herbal pharmacy to get your remedy, right? And I remember this poor pharmacist, she's like, oh my God, you poor child, this is your 10th visit. Well, try this herb now, right? And so I was just like one herb after the other. None of that worked. And then my, you know, and then your dad is like, how many more herbs are you going to be trying? Like, this is like, you've got a whole, like, I had this whole shelf that was just full of herbs. My parents didn't know what to do with them. They go like, do you want to throw it? Do you want to keep it? I'm like, throw it. Like, this is obviously not working, mm-hmm. you know? So it is because I was eating that food that was constantly sabotaging my skin. Yeah. It's so much about getting to the root cause. And skin totally. is just that outer reflection of inner health. And like you're saying, it's connected to our hormones, it's connected to so many things. But if you don't address the root cause, you're just and you're just using topicals and nothing and not addressing it from the inside, yeah. can just get worse and show up in your health in other ways. And, and your skin improves and your PMS is gonna improve and you know, whatever, if you've got migraines, if you've got uh, foggy brain, dep- I mean, depression, like people who are suffering from depression, that's one of the first go-to protocols is to get off gluten, right? And and all the food, other food sensitivities. So yeah, I just can't stress it enough, like how important that is, yeah. the elimination diet. Thank you, Magdalena. Tell everybody how they can find out more about you. Uh, just my digital home is hormones with an S, I know, kind of weird, hormonesbalance.com. That's my website. Okay. Thank you so much, Lady. <laughs> Pleasure. Dr. Joy Martinez, it's so great to have this opportunity to chat with you. Thank you about for skin. Me. And so many people struggle with skin challenges that you wouldn't really know by looking at them. And you're one of those people. 
I just happened to be talking to you, and you mentioned that you have also had skin issues. Oh, yes. Like, I, I struggle with mine when I was my skin when I was younger and you've had your struggles and but you have this beautiful glow Mm. now so obviously you've overcome it so tell us about what your struggles were and what you found was the biggest insight I'd love to so first of all I my skin trouble started when I was actually around 20 years old so I'd been on the pill and everything was kind of I thought I don't know what acne is but then I went off the pill and suddenly I got full-blown acne but not only in my face I had it all over my back and it was really debilitating because I felt so shy and insecure about it that there were days when I didn't even want to go out of house and I remember that um, my then husband at that time because I we then got married, right? You used to say to me, you look as if a donkey's farted in your face. Oh. So I was really, it was something that really uh, took down my self-confidence. Mm. And I did everything to try and get it back on track. You know, all the conventional methods, methods from food to the special creams and all the treatments, but nothing really helped. And then I figured out, I must find out something that's working for my body because the conventional treatments just didn't. And that actually led to the beautiful path that I am on now that I discovered that, you know, all skin is different, all bodies are different, and every single body and skin needs something different. So it's all about listening to your body's intelligence, and that's something that I call intuition. And when we're tuned into our intuition, we know what foods to eat, we know what creams to use, we know what doctors to see, we just know, and we don't have to use conscious, rational reasoning for that and that is intuition so actually now I'm really grateful to have had that struggle and to have gone through all that pain as well because it's not only helped me understand others better have compassion for people where we often think they have it all right but they then deep inside could be struggling with something like a skin disorder but also it showed me that you know it actually sparked my path in life so I'm deeply grateful today but at that time oh my goodness it was painful yeah, and, and it's amazing when pain can become our purpose and our passion. And, and it doesn't always feel like it in the moment. <laughs> that is very true, too. And you know what else it taught me? It taught me that there's certain kind of, I'll call them disorders for now, and we'll call skin a skin kind of complete that for now they are so connected to psychological um, stresses that we have in life so when I figured out that it was actually a lot about setting boundaries healthy boundaries in life that also helped my skin it was a lot about reducing an internal conflict in me and that all that created stress and our skin is that outer border towards the outside life so when we're having conflict inside of us whether it's emotional or um, some kind of conflict with a relationship for instance that's going to show in our skin and when we tackle that conflict and we tackle those emotions and are able to transform them into a more healthy balance then our skin recovers too so our skin is actually a beautiful mirror of what's going on inside of us oh that's so beautiful I love that and I I know we talk a lot about food uh, and skincare products and all of that is important, but what you're talking about is also so great. And that in tapping into that intuition, do you have any tips for people on how to do that? Because that is really valuable because we could get these little voices in our head and is that, is that intuition? Right, or is, is it that... the heart? Is it the gut? Which part of me is talking? And yeah, I love that you're asking that. So yeah, the first step that I recommend everybody to do who'd like to tune into their intuition and strengthen it is to step out of the buzz. 
is stepping out of that um, chaos that we're actually confronted with every day, all the information that's bombarding our brains, it's that noise. And when we're tuned into that noise, we can't hear the subtle voice of intuition. We'll get actually all the voices coming from fear, coming from our past experiences, coming from our drama and trauma from the past. So it's really about taking those five, 10 minutes a day of sitting in silence. And I know that can sound like a scary concept, right? But it's just you and you, focusing on your breath and if we do that then our whole day is different and we're able to actually find our center and that truth within us and we won't get so distracted by all the messages from outside so that's step one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think I think that is great I, and sometimes it takes a little longer though than five we well, usually takes about 10 minutes for the mind to start calming down. Mm-hmm. But you see, it's like with every habit. If we do it every day, mm-hmm. those 5-10 minutes will become your most sacred moments of the whole day. And what else happens, which I think might be most attractive for most people, is you're actually making time. So when we're super busy and we feel, oh my God, I can't take a time off because I've, I've got all this stuff to do, that's when you should actually be taking double the amount. Because the funny thing is in the quantum field, when you take time in silence, you're creating more time for yourself and you're then able to prioritize better, you make better decisions, you're in a better state inside. And that's always, always going to reflect on the outside too, whether it's your skin, your relationships, your business. So take five to 10 minutes every day, focus on your breath, take deep belly breaths, train your vagus nerve, train your system to chill out. We all have five minutes. It's really not that hard to take five minutes and just sit. And And um, I, I love what you're talking about. And um, so, so is that something that you figured out really quickly early on in your life? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I was Miss Perfect, who was super, super busy and was trying to be the perfect mom, the perfect wife, the perfect student, the perfect everything. So I was the opposite of that. So I learned through a lot of pain. Um, and I read a lot about meditation. I'd read all these things, but I didn't believe them. I didn't think, yeah, that's going to work for woo-woo people, but not for busy people like me. But then when I started just practicing and said, okay, you know what? If it, this is all that it takes, why don't I just do it? And then I did it for a month and then I suddenly did it for 90 days and that's how long it takes to create a new habit and then suddenly it's become the most valuable habit of my life. And you know those days when I don't start in meditation, they always go worry. But if I do, I think it's challenges will still come, but I feel way more equipped to deal with them. So it's, I think, the best habit we can teach ourselves and our kids to just learn to be in silence rather than constantly distracting ourselves. Mm-hmm. And have you seen this with other clients of yours with skin issues that this being able Absolutely. to help? Absolutely, because you see, then it leads to these other steps that we need to take when we're strengthening our intuition. So stepping out of the buzz is just one. The next one is to learn to say no gracefully Mm -hmm. and learning to say no is all about keeping healthy boundaries knowing what is right for me right now because so often we're so oriented in the outside so we'll do everything for everybody else before we'll do it for ourselves so it's vital to train any kind of self-love is to be able to say no but usually especially for women we haven't learned how to say no and then when we say no we usually say it in a real grumpy aggravated frustrated way right and then we're surprised (laughs) if it doesn't go down so well so when we learn to say no gracefully and we know when it's a yes or no so that's the next thing if you're thinking oh but I don't know if it's yes you do you know and your body knows our body instantly knows if we are attracted to someone or repulsed right so that yes and no is something that you can train inside of yourself and then you learn how to say no in the right time so early on not wait until it's kind of already halfway down the road but at the beginning already say you know what no thank you 
and that's the second step and then the third step is to actually learn how to forgive and release joyfully because we all I think have been trained that forgiving and letting go has to be really tough and really painful but it's not true we can learn how to do that and then it's a release and releasing in itself already sounds better than letting go and when we learn to do that then you know whatever happens to us in life we can actually just move on from not by numbing it down but by working through it and I think those are tools that we need to be teaching our kids and we need to be applying ourselves because life's happening and challenges will happen but when we learn to move through them in a graceful way then they don't bog us down then they can't actually hold us into the past but we're actually able to fly and we're able to create that future that we deserve and healthy skin is one of them being happy in our bodies is another one of them and that all strengthens our intuition because it actually trains our faith in ourselves and when we have faith in ourselves we have confidence we'll show up we'll be happier we'll be healthier oh yeah that's so beautiful um julia tell everybody where they can learn more about what you have to offer and and your transformation that you offer to people i'd love to so if you're on facebook join my joy tribe so we're a group of international wonderful beings all here on this planet to help spread joy it's for free and the other page i'd love you to go to is joymatina.com there you'll find out lots of ways how you can work with me and you'll get a free gift which is a beautiful meditation called connect to self-love because that's where it all starts (laughs) and so instead of waiting until you're suffering and struggling it the sooner you can start making changes the better Mm. and skin is one of those early warning signs that something is out of balance so that's the time to start making a change when you start to see things or before do it now even if you don't have skin issues now's the time to start and and I, I, I think what you're talking about and, the, and setting boundaries and giving time for yourself is, is so crucial. I think we oftentimes ignore it and just say, oh, it's not, yeah, like you said, no, that's not for me, that's for other people. But it's really for all of us. It's for our best. It starts with us, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Joy. Thank you. <laughs> Dr. Amy Kellen, it's so great to see you in person. Oh, you too. (laughs) Your skin is glowing as always. Thank you. Um, So, but that wasn't always the case, right, with your skin. You've actually had personal struggles with your skin. I have, yes. When I was working in the ER, I was out in the sun too much, and I also didn't get any sleep, and I was always stressed, and I had like dark pigment spots everywhere. My skin was super dull, like flaky. Just, I have pictures from then. I'm always like, oh my gosh, like what was going on with me? Yeah. And so what was that like? Uh, I mean, at the time, it didn't, I was so busy that I didn't even think about it that much. I was just like just struggling to get from day to day. But it was later when I looked back and realized like it really was a problem um, that I realized, you know, I should pay more attention to it. So it's, it's, and it's amazing that some people struggle with their skin and they are so devastated by it. And then other people, they just kind of live with it because right. they think, oh, well, this is just my normal. This yeah. is my genetics. This is my life. Yeah. This is my skin. And then when it changes and you look back and you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was living like that. Yeah. For like years, for years. I had just had like dark spots on my face and super dry skin. Um, but... But, you know, it was, it, it, I had to go through it to sort of get to the other side. And now I know a little bit more about how to take care of it. So what have you found to be the most important things to help address those issues? 
I mean, staying out of the sun is a big one, or wearing sunblock. Um, I think, obviously, sleeping I mean, it was a game changer for me. <laughs> like, once I got to where I could sleep a full night every night. Um, and then I'm managing stress has been huge for me as well, just that getting my circadian rhythms in order and my in the stress life. And then, you know, I did some things like IPL lasers and good skincare and um, some, you know, stem cell treatments, PRP, things like that. And that all just helped it move in the right direction. Well, and that's a lot all in there and at once. Yeah. So let's let's talk about sleep. What have you found to be? I mean, besides changing jobs, right? <laughs> yeah, changing jobs, not having small kids. <laughs> Those things help. Um, just getting on a regular sleep schedule was something I hadn't had in years. Uh, and then I take some basic things like melatonin or L-theanine or you know do the blue the blue light blockers or some of that. But really just uh, getting into like a routine and a schedule that allows me to go to bed at a good time and you know every day the same has been really good for me. Yeah. And what about managing stress? Again, I changed jobs, which is a big part of it. <laughs> um, but I think you know, just learning how to like to, to kind of be by myself, to breathe, to like I do you know do yoga, like some of these things that I knew about but I didn't really do, uh, have have been a great way to kind of channel stress and like leave it you know in one area versus packing it you know into my head at night when I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. You are such a fun, happy person. Have you always been like that? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, no, I think on and off. I think that my, I, I have a tendency towards being happy, but certainly there have been some times where from years, that, you know, in a line where I was less than happy for sure. <laughs> so what, what helped shift that? Are you any, any... Anything you want to share? I mean, it was really this. It was really like a time period. Again, you know, it was sort of. It was this. It was the same thing. It was lack of sleep. It was stress and um, having young kids and a busy job where I had to get up at three in the morning to go to work every day, and like that's just a hard thing to navigate for many years. Mm-hmm. And what I realized with that is that there are you have to sort of make decisions, you know, that are going to be beneficial for your health. Like for me, leaving the ER was that was that decision. But everyone's decision is different. Um, but if, you know, there you have to make choices because they do have you know there are outcomes from those choices. Right. And I I was just going to say, do you have any suggestions for people who feel like they're in that space right now? They're they're just so stressed and they are not sleeping and anything that you can tell them. I mean, it's easy to say, like, make better sort of try to shift your lifestyle to a way that is more conducive to less stress and more sleeping. And I think for some people that's changing jobs or maybe it's changing relationships or maybe it's, you know, pulling back from uh, obligations or things that they've signed up for or not saying yes as often or, you know, all of those things. But just finding ways to like just slowly cut some of that stress out, I think makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about some of the, and all of that is so important. That's that, that's where you want to start, right? right? And then there are procedures too that you have, mm-hmm. have learned and that you do, some of them you do yourself. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned, you mentioned IPL. Yes. So tell, tell everybody about that. So IPL stands for intense pulse light. It's a type of laser therapy uh, that's great for hyperpigmentation. Um, and basically you, you just go in and they do like a laser and then it brings the pigment out. So it basically pulls the pigment out of your skin. It makes it worse for like a week or two and you look crazy. And then it all sloughs off and then you're left with um, a much, you know, much better looking skin. I usually have several of those, like two or three treatments. And does that make your skin more sensitive to sun damage or are there any downsides? You do want to be careful with all of these lasers. You don't want to get too much sun beforehand. You got to stay out of the sun afterwards, um, wearing, you know, wearing sunblock and things. But uh, I had just returned from a month long backpacking trip and my face was just, I mean, it was like just pigment everywhere. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I found that my first IPL treatment was, it was pretty amazing. Like I 
you know, it really improved that, that texture and hyperpigmentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so I know you've been on the podcast before talking about PRP and stem cells. Yes. Uh, but for people who haven't seen that podcast or maybe want to hear it again, <laughs> <laughs> um, tell everybody the benefits of, uh, well, first of all, what, briefly, what PRP, and I know you're brief and fast, so I, I know. <laughs> Are you saying so, I'm too fast? No, you're, you're perfect. PRP, first of all, let's talk about PRP. Okay. Uh, when is that a good thing for, for the skin? So PRP is just, a, it's basically taking your own blood, spinning it, getting the growth factors from your blood, that's platelet-rich plasma, and then putting it into your skin, either injecting it or using like microneedling uh, to get it in there. And what it does is it basically talks to your own skin's stem cells and cells that are making collagen and elastin, hyaluronic acid, all the parts of the skin that you want. It talks to your cells and says, hey, let's crank out those components, let's make more of them so that your skin's a little fresher, a little bit more youthful, you know, good for texture and tone and color. It's something that I like to do a couple of times a year for myself uh, and patients because it's a really nice way to kind of like make your skin glow a little bit, give it some life. Mm-hmm. And so you did that for me. What was that, December? It's been a while. I think it's, it's almost time for you to come back, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> it is. It is. Initially, it is, I know my face was inflamed and then peeling. For a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. It, it didn't it's last bad, long. And because I saw you, what, like a week later yeah. at, at a conference? And you were like conference. glowing, I remember. <laughs> you yeah. were like, oh my gosh, look at my skin. It's so good. <laughs> it was great because I was in an anti-aging conference. And I know. I'm like I remember perfect. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then there's also a stem cell. Right, so stem cells is kind of like a step up from PRP. We can get cells from the patient or we can get other sources like umbilical stem cells or exosomes. They're all essentially growth factors that again are kind of talking to your cells in your face um, and telling your cells to crank out the collagen. So we know that from uh, studies that have been done on wound healing that these therapies like PRP and stem cells can help heal wounds faster and that's how we learned that first and then we started being like, well, can we turn this into a way to help slow down aging in the skin? And that's what they're used for, both both things now. Okay, but there are different types of stem cell treatments out there. There are, yeah, there's a mm-hmm. whole bunch. Um, there are cells that come from the patient, like we can get your bone marrow cells or your you know, fat cells and, and use those in your skin. Um, or you can buy products, the doctor can buy products from labs like umbilical cells um, or placental tissue. These are all like full-term babies, like there's no embryo mm-hmm. stuff, but, um, or exosomes, which are sort of these little growth factor messenger bubbles things. So there's a whole bunch of options. Um, they all could be effective, but it just depends on um, what people are looking for. What do you personally, what do you prefer to use? Right now, I'm doing a lot of um, exosomes with PRP because exosomes, I could just buy them from a lab and they're cryopreserved. So I don't have to do a procedure. Essentially, mm-hmm. besides the injections, there's no liposuction, anything on you. So I like those, but I also still like the actual stem cell procedures and people who we are going to have multiple areas of the body treated and just really want like a the Cadillac kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. And so what do people notice? What's the difference that people notice on their skin after one of these treatments? So it takes it takes place over two or three months. So it's a slow process and it's improvements in things like texture and tone and color. Uh, hyperpigmentation can be improved. Um, acne scarring or scarring can be improved. Uh, but really what people tell me is that their friends and family just are like, you know, oh my gosh, you look like you're so much more awake. Are you sleeping better? Like you're kind of <laughs> glowing today. Like it's like sort of this subtle um, change in, you know, in the glow. There's no like, like less dullness, things like that, that people really tell me. Mm-hmm. And when I did the, the PRP facial, I, I used my skincare products, the spot product products uh-huh. afterwards, and it was amazing how, how much the, 
decreased um, some of the swelling and the, the redness, redness and, everything. and everything. Yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me that yeah. you were like, "This is working so good." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a great combination. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and you are in Utah. Yeah. Uh, people can fly in and see you. People, and yeah. People can. People do that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in Utah, you can also. See. <laughs> or you can drive in. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. Who drives? <laughs> um, so tell everybody where where they can find you. Uh, so my website is dramykillen.com, and I have a couple of different practices, so that'll kind of help direct you know to which practice is most appropriate. So Dr. Killen, dramykillen.com. And you're in uh, Draper, Utah, which is outside mm-hmm. of Salt Lake, just well, basically it's Salt yeah. Lake City, yeah, and then Park City, exactly. So you have two locations exactly. for your practice, yeah. One of them with the, uh, is with Dr. Harry Adelson, who's been on the podcast also, yes, and he does more of the pain. Um, management side right. of things. So he'll people will come in and do a full body makeover, right? Yes, we do. And a, you'll help a with... full body stem cell makeover. Yeah. yeah. So we do. I do hair injections for hair loss or improving hair, face, neck. Um, we can do hands, and then I do the sexual injections as well for men and women. And yeah. then Harry does all the joints, basically of the whole body. Right. And I know we're being really quick and brief here, but you can you can watch Dr. Amy Killen's full podcast on the Spot Doctor podcast and get more information, as well as Dr. Harry Adelson's, because he also talks awesome. about stem cell. Awesome. Okay, thanks so much for joining Thank me. Thank you, this yeah. is fun. I hope you enjoyed these interviews today with these three amazing women in wellness and been have been inspired by their stories. Whether you struggle with your skin, your health, or are just looking for ways to optimize and have more of that inner and outer radiance. Hopefully this gives you some tips on getting started and knowing that you're not alone, that other people have been on this journey before you and have been able to overcome issues and not only overcome them for themselves, but go on to inspire other women and other people as well. So to learn more about them, you can go to thespadoctor.com go to the podcast page with their interviews and you'll find the information there. And while you're there, I invite you to join the Spot Doctor community so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows and information. We always love to see your reviews on iTunes for the Spot Doctor podcast. So it's always great to receive those. And if you haven't gotten your customized skin report, you can hop over to theskinquiz.com. Find out your skin personality type, what messages your skin's trying to tell you about your health and what you can do about it at theskinquiz.com. Also, I invite you to join me on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest. Join the conversation and I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor Podcast.